Hello and welcome to Who Even Cares. This is Mike Yarsky, because uh, who even fucking cares? I didn't do that in the right order, but again, see the above. You can Gmail me at the Who Even Cares show at gmail.com, or you can Twitter me at Mike Yarsky. And that's about that. There's a Facebook page, blah, blah, blah. I am going to talk about how I drunk dialed my parents last night. I had a delicious bottle of wine, a little mall back there called the Smoking Loon, which has a nice picture of a duck smoking a cigar on it. And I decided to give them a ring. I got my dad on the phone and he goes, listen, uh, here's the thing about the police. Back in my day, the Pittsburgh police were lovely, absolutely lovely. There were all kinds of championships. No one got their balls busted at the Labor Day parade. Uh, they, they cleaned everything out. And that was the time when you can just open fire on students and poor people willy-nilly. And they didn't lay, they didn't even lay hands on anybody. But now, I mean, just look at this shit. You know what the solution is? The solution is no nepotism allowed, he says. Because there's nothing more of a jagoff in the world than the son of a police officer just getting in there because he is uh, employee blood. He goes, this is what happens. First, we had a bunch of Chief Wiggums. Can you imagine when everyone's a bunch of Ralph Wiggums? Our police force is going to be like Ralph Wiggums. Because I'll tell you... All of their kids are like that. Completely fucked up. I've learned from that that I can't trust white guys that shave their heads bald. And uh, Officer Bar Brady, etc. They're not too far from the mark. So you could only imagine. I have to say, I, I don't know if I'll ever... Trust... The police. Regardless of nepotism or bloodline. Um, there's a psychology behind it, and I don't know from what it is inspired. I don't know if someone just wears a hot cop uniform of one Halloween and says, I want to do this for a living. And truth be told, I can't, I don't think that's how doctors do it. I don't think they just have a costume and then go, I want to heal the sick. You know, what other, I want to be a sexy nurse. Um, I want to be a leopard. I want to be a member of the village people. I can't think of a costume for Halloween that would change your life. Some of them, like you, can't, like you can't be a character on Adventure Time. That might not stop people from being unable to realize that. All you have to do is go to Newberry Comics to see... All these people trying to be things that are sold at Newberry Comics. Or fucking... Well, not Spencer Gifts. I was about to say Spencer Gifts, but I don't think anyone is trying to be a Miller Lite clock with a dildo sticking out of the bottom. But maybe I'm giving people too much credit. To be, to be entirely fair in my bitter estimation of people, maybe I am being prejudiced in how... How much people want that for themselves.
Can anyone think of a costume that would do that? I mean, a French maid. Um, I'm running through my mind of all those little Halloween stores that open up and all those little sketchy nooks of the city. And I got nothing. But, again, everyone is always going to ask for more stringent psychological profiling of police officers. Because there is an incentive there that feels a little unstable. I feel like they want to become Alan Moore's The Watchmen, but they're less creative in doing so. They're just following the normal paths. Just copying their fathers and their forefathers before them. I'm just unimpressed. Every day there's a horrific story, so I, you know, I'm with my, I'm with my uh, father on that one. And then I got my mom on the phone, and she told me the following story. Now my uh, this comes back to my aunt. I do all of that because. She gives me reflux just thinking about her. And actually, there's no better tribute to that useless piece of shit than passing gas through any of the orifices of my body. And I will get to that. Now, here's the deal. Someone in the family died. Not anyone that I know, so I don't really care. I don't think any of the people there really cared. It's not the the people on my mother's side of the family don't do well in terms of not dying alone or dying with anyone liking them by the end or even during the middle very rarely at the beginning now my aunt my, uh, I'm trying not to say her name but okay so my aunt comes in and my mother is there my mom is in an electric wheelchair for a reason now, she's all dressed up. She's got the lipstick and the foundation and her hair is all done and did. She's in a nice ensemble. And the only thing that's sticking out is a brace on her left leg. Now, my aunt comes in in a bigger motorized wheelchair because she's like 350. Which is strange because she already had a gastric bypass. I would say the only thing she hasn't failed at is keeping thin after a gastric bypass. Uh, she got really fat again. And she shows up to a funeral in a college t-shirt. Like some kind of no-name Pennsylvania school. At best, maybe Robert Morris. Or, or like Slippery Rock. Oh, what a snob. She gets up to the front, they sit in the front, and she, while the priest is giving the eulogy, starts picking at her skin on her feet and putting it in her mouth. Now, I know that you guys didn't ask for that. You didn't ask for that, but this is on my mind, people. I am bearing my soul. Anyway, she's picking off all the athlete's foot off of her feet. <laughs> and eating it. <coughs> and her mother says pretty loudly, Hey, can you stop eating your flesh? Now, 
This is not the first time that that's happened. I did see her once at Thanksgiving pick a scab off of her arm and put it on her tongue. Just nestle it there. You know how in meditation classes they make you do that raisin exercise? You like look at a raisin, you feel the texture, you stare around it for a little bit, and then you put it in your mouth, and then you feel it on your tongue, then you chew five times, then you take your time swallowing it, and you really cherish the raisin. That's what she does with those little raisiny blood clots on her skin. So... That's one reasons why I, that's one reason why I don't like raisins and that's one reason why I completely dreaded doing the raisin exercise. Obviously I couldn't explain that to anybody. Ugh. I I've seen a lot of shit. And that's the only thing that really grosses me out. I've watched all this fucked up shit on Reddit. I've seen beheadings on Live Leak. I've seen all these gory horror movies, dismemberment, death, fingernails getting pulled out, torture, erotic torture, not so erotic torture, uh, pus, cum, blood, a mixture of all three smeared on someone's tits. I've seen it all. But nothing turns my stomach like eating a scab. Just, ugh. That makes me wretch. She's the only person, really, that can make me vomit so severely. And I'll give you some more stories along that line. These are all about the same person. Okay, story the second. God, I can't even bring myself. Okay. She lives with her mother. She used to live in a trailer park. In Virginia. After she got divorced. And. She has some missing teeth. Her hair is thinning out. And she has a shit stain on her sweatpants on the back. Basically she's. More than the picture. From that People of Walmart. Website. Among other things. So. She's living with her mother at that point, and then her mother goes on a little vacation. Uh, she's been like thrice divorced, so she's out with her boyfriend. She's like 81. Ugh. Now, when she's gone, my aunt has the house to herself. It's not even her house. The toilet stops working. And by that I mean the chain came off in the chamber. She just had to lift the lid and hook it back on. But she did do that? No. She had to take a massive shit. And so she grabbed... <laughs> she grabbed a mixing bowl from below the kitchen sink. Put it in the toilet and took a shit in the mixing bowl. You know, I don't even think she put it in the toilet. I think she just squatted over it. Over the toilet. So she takes a giant shit, doesn't even wipe her ass as per usual, sips back up, she comes out, and the mixing bowl is sitting next to a bowl of fruit in the kitchen for like 24 hours. And then finally, here's where I'm going to jump ahead in time 
and fill you in on what happens between then and when her mother comes back to the house. So, the mother drives up. Her backyard is like this. There's the entrance to the ranch. There's about 10 feet. There is a tree. that It's like very tall, but there's only one branch coming off of it, about 8 feet in the air. And then it's this giant fucking cliff to the river. And then across the river are all these abandoned mills. She comes home and she sees what looks like a what looks like a black hive on the tree. She comes out, walks toward it, and when she gets close enough, a ton of fucking flies flee off of what ended up being a CVS bag with shit in it. So, her mother goes into the house, and it smells horrific in there, and she yells, Hey, what's the scoop with the bag of shit in the backyard? And my aunt goes, Oh, you know, the, the toilet wasn't working, so I, uh, I took a shit, and I put it, I scooped it into a bag, Tried to throw it over the hillside, and it got caught. Now, the yard is like a hundred square feet. There's a giant cliff, I said. She does a wind-up fucking throw with the centrifugal force of the turd hitting the back of the bag. Probably turds, monstrous. Turds, plural. Swings up, and she manages to catch it on the one branch... On the one tree. I just want to say that she missed a cliff. She missed a cliff. Anyway, she didn't poke it back down. Her mother ended up getting a broomstick, moving it down, and then throwing that over the hillside. Anyway, my aunt gives the explanation. Her mother walks from the entrances to the dining room. She walks from the dining room into the kitchen, and the kitchen smells horrific. And she goes up to the sink, and there's an unwashed mixing bowl in the sink. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a lovely story. Here, I'm going to do applause and surround sound here. I think I'm recording in stereo. Thank you. Thank you. All right, who wants to hear another one? (laughs) Because I got another one for you, all right. Dude, I just had to make sure I was recording. That could have been bad. All right, that could have been bad. See, if I talk over here, if I talk over there, if I go here or here, you know, right, left, they used to do that on old vinyls, like the Led Zeppelin one. It's like, ba-da, 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 ba-da-da-da, da-da, da-da, da-da. Okay, that was dumb. <laughs> I'm just having fun with the mic, people. 
right now it's got one of those fuzzy things, so it looks like a um, it looks like a a, a bot from Wally with a with a fro on top. Oh God, that joke was genius. Okay, here's the second story. Uh, my aunt, I was in. Uh, like the, my sophomore year of college, I was home for winter break, and I was off jamming with some folks, whatever it was, and this is what I missed. My aunt comes to the house. Again, same thing, that shit stain on the sweatpants, blah, blah, blah. Missing to, Missing teeth, falling out one by one. She comes in, she goes through our closet, she sees, like, one of those resealable 128-ounce fucking peanut M&M bags. Sits at the table and starts to talk at length about how difficult it is for her to not be living alone. And how aggravating her mother is. So she's just trashing the shit. And in 20 minutes, she ate the whole bag of peanut M&M's. And the moment she finishes the bag, she starts to fart. She starts to fart a lot. Talking over her own farts. You know how when a lot of people fart, they kind of they kind of think a little bit, like their brows furrow just a bit so they can push out the gas? Or they go, wait. And then they like wink one eye. Or their faces scrunch up or they curl their lips. So there's some kind of gesture. One cheek lifts up. But she's just locked into this chair. Talking to my mom. Completely unfazed by the loud, stinky gas coming out of her asshole. She goes into the bathroom to take shit. My mom is becoming very nauseous listening to her. And then she leaves. The moment that... My aunt leaves, my mother wheels out onto the porch. While wheeling herself out onto the porch, she starts to dry heave. When she gets there, she takes her poor fucking crippled legs, leans up on the right leg, and throws up into the bushes off the porch. Now, my brother comes home. He goes through the basement like the, you have to go back around into the garage and then go up the downstairs, the basement stairs into the main ground. It's a one-story house. He comes up expecting to light a cigarette into one of those cigarette-absorbing gadgets that my mother has. He smells the smell, goes out onto the porch, and throws up in the bushes. When I come home, I see my mother and my brother retching into the bushes. So I park at the top of the driveway, get out and go, what the fuck is going on with you two? And they're like, <coughs> just go in there and open the windows. I said, it's, it's, I'm home for winter break. It's like 36 out. They said, just go open the windows. 36 degrees Fahrenheit, people. I'm not trying to discriminate against those who use Celsius. I know it's a better system. I know I should use it. It's not as specific as Fahrenheit. I know that it's good. I'm trying to learn it for all you international fucks. I get it. 
I just don't know it. Anyway. I go in. It's about three seconds before I come back out and go, uh, I'm not going in there. My dad comes back. We're outside in the... F- By the way, they're not closed for the cold. They just fled out. My mom is just in a fucking long sleeve shirt, you know, and jeans. My brother, I think, has a hoodie on at best. My dad comes back. He parks outside. He comes up, and and we said, we got to go in and open the windows. And then he goes, what, was was, uh, was your aunt here? <laughs> and we decided to break it up. So we all went into the house at once. I took care of my room. My dad took care of their bedroom. My brother took care of the living room. And my mother took care of the kitchen. We opened the windows in late December. And I got to tell you, we like hung out in the car for 45 minutes to get the smell out. I swear to God. We went into my dad's car, listened to some of his CDs and had the heat on. And one of us would like go check. And so I'd get out of the car and then I'd go, oh, I could still, it's still near the window. Anyway, that's how bad her farts are. Alright, you want to go for a threefer? Want to go for a threefer on the same person? This is like the most unfortunate fucking biography special on any person. Alright. I need some water here. I didn't even make a terrible pun. I'm just dying for some water. Mmm. All right, here's the third story. I was seven or eight years old. Back when my family used to visit my mother's mother. I, I, I've i disowned her as a, quote, grandmother, end quote. <clears throat> or she's disowned me. I don't know, but we used to go visit. My aunt is there. My mother is there. My brother is there. I got the gracious new gift of a dry erase board. They were new at the time. We used it for Pictionary. I was enchanted by the fact that markers could disappear. We're doing it. We're having a ball. By the time we leave, I notice that two of the four markers are missing. Green and blue are gone. And the black and red are still with me. It was new for me, so I was a little distressed. So where did the green and blue ones go? So we're looking around. We're looking under the couch, in the cushions. In different rooms, under the tables, in the bathroom, in the bedroom, just all over the place. And my aunt's just sitting in the recliner watching us move. And then her mother goes, uh, are you sitting on the markers? And my aunt goes, are you saying I have an insensitive ass? And then her mother just plows her hand right in there and fishes out a green and blue marker. And she says, here you go. And I was eight years old and I said, "Uh, no, that's okay. No, thanks. (laughs) 
So I just had black and red markers for the longest time. No, uh, no red, blue, and greens for me. Just uh, checkerboards and fucking, you know, that was it. What what else can you draw? With just black and red, I guess one of those old biblical texts. Yeah, I could just write from the Bible, and anytime Jesus says something, I would write that in red. Like they do in some of the, at least King James versions. Words of Christ in red. What else can you do? Besides those old school. God, who fucking knows. But anyway. No blue and no green. I, you know, I guess all I could use the blue one for is to um, parody the book House of Leaves. And any time I wrote the word house, do that in blue instead. What else am I going to do with the red? Write the words of the Minotaur? Who else wants some uh, Mark Z. Danielewski references from one book? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I am full of, quote, the good stuff, end quote, this week. Anyway, this bitch... Oh, this is Dragon. I'm only 25 minutes in. Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ. Ugh. Okay, anyway. She had, like, 400 pounds on her. She got a gastric bypass. And within a year, she was, like, back up to normal. We went to Outback Steakhouse, I think, two months after she actually got the bypass. And she got, she got like a rare, just put it on the grill for like half a minute tops. And she ate the whole thing. That is so amazing to me. I can't even describe it. If someone carved my stomach out to be the size of like, what, a walnut? They make them so fucking small. There's no way my stomach would be that elastic unless it was made from the same tissue as my asshole. <laughs> the anus anus flesh is so flexible and malleable, you know. People don't appreciate how stretchy it can get. There, it's the uh, unsung hero of human anatomy. Everything from the sphincter below. I mean, our body has a ton of sphincters, but that's the most... Even though the general uh, locale is underrated, that's probably the most famous sphincter that we think about, is that sphincter in the uh, uh, colon region. It's an underrated part of your body. Very stretchy, very friendly. You know? There's a reason why things can still go into it, and that it's only about preventing things from falling out of it. Dude, there's so many parts of my body that I would prefer was made out of the same shit as my asshole was made of. You know? Hmm. 
Like, if I could stretch my fingers out so that I can play, like, Rachmaninoff on piano, because he had those extra long fingers, I could hit more than, like, an octave and, a, you know. I could do, like, C and then, like, the 11th or the E above the octave. God. Super stretchy. I don't know. Like, I guess... Maybe um, Mrs. Incredible in the movie The Incredibles. It, the reason why she has that is that she's able... She's just made of anus flesh. And she can just be elastic and stretchy and accommodating and elastic and flexible. That's one superhero where I believe... I believe... In her uh, origins. Okay. Ugh. I am fucking gross this week. I am so gross. What else can I touch on here? Let's do blood. That can be pretty gross. You know? Um, I'm a fag. And I can't donate blood anymore. Because I'm a fag. Now, I guess I could still lie. I mean, I'm tested. I don't have... The FDA prohibits it because the uh, FDA says... Alright, let me start over. The Red Cross prohibits it because the FDA says anyone that is a man that has had sex with a man since, I think, 1977 is more liable to be a carrier of HIV. So anyone that's a dude who's fooled around with a dude can't donate. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's screened anyway. The fact of the matter is, is that HIV, in terms of people that can carry it, has spawned and evolved far past the point of being the gay-related immunodeficiency syndrome, GRIDS. It's evolved past being... Uh, beyond carrying that uh, gay-only reputation. So it's a little bit of an antiquated rule. Uh, testing and medications are much more available. You get the idea. <clears throat> and I miss it, though, you know? I used to rationalize to myself that I was still a virgin because I didn't want to give up donating blood. Just, I was O-negative, universal donor... They'd be losing a, a treasure. Because I like donating that way. I don't like this Children International thing. Not because I don't like children. That's unrelated. But the fact that you have to kind of be a face and a pen pal to some kid. And there's no way I can do that sincerely. I'm too cynical. Hello, this is, uh, this is Luciana. I live in Takloban. I've survived the typhoons, but my family is very hungry, so we appreciate the support. And I'm going to try going to school next year. And this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'd have to write back like, oh, that's really great. But part of me would just go, you know, why don't you guys just fucking move? You know? All the cool Filipinos are doing it. <laughs> or, you know, 
Well, sweetheart, we're all going to be victims of climate change someday. You just, you're a trendsetter. You got it over with. Uh, P.S. There's no God. Bye. Um, your benefactor, question mark, Mike. So that's what I would write. That would be my first draft, and then I'd scrap it, and then I would do. So I don't do the non-anonymous forms of donation. There's nothing like being as philanthropic as donating blood. I really recommend it. It's quick. It's anonymous, and uh, it's one of the most altruistic things you could do biologically. I'm pretty sure. At least that's what the internet tells me. So, I thought about when there was a blood drive near where I work, just going for it. Also because people don't care if you skip out on work to go do it. Like, oh, I'm going to donate blood, I'll be back. You get paid for that hour, hour and a half, whatever. You get free Oreos when you're done. I mean, the, the snacks and the beverages don't match. You have to deal with Oreos and cranberry juice half the time. You know? There's not even, like, Nutter Butters and milk. Which can which kind of works, but... um, I'm not complaining, it's still free. You can even, like, hoard one of those Ocean Spray cans. Anyway... It's got its perks. It's got its perks. You feel lightheaded after, but in a good way. Not in a scary way. And then you're off the hook for going to the gym later. You're also off the hook for dieting that day. So a lot of pressure comes off. But I can't do it unless I lie. So the question is, should I lie? I haven't yet. I did not go to that drive. But before I had fooled around with any guys i would totally totally go to the drive i've always wanted to go and just ask these kinds of uh, questions because that's like question three are you if you're a man have you had sex with another man since 1977 and i wanted to be like what if what if I was walking down the street, and I fell ass-first onto a severed dick. It was a human dick. The balls were still affixed, but they weren't attached to a man in particular. So even though the anal insertion is there, I didn't technically have sex with a man. I had sex. I experienced penetration from that part of the man. And, you know, fallacy of composition, people. One part, a characteristic of one part does not mean it's a characteristic of the whole. Logic, people. Logic. Intro to philosophy. Learn it. Learn it! <sighs> or, like, what if... What counts as sex? What if you blow someone... By mistake. What if you you know it's your you think it's your girl, and you think you're just sucking on a fake dick because she likes the power, and she's turned on by having that strapped on. And then you realize you took an Ambien and forgot who was who. <laughs> hey, look, we've all stayed in a hostel at one point or another. You know, who knows? 
what if... Anyway, I just wanted to go through all these questions. But I noticed that there's a change on the questionnaire now, and I think it's fucking great. So the question used to be... Um, if you are a man, have you had sex with a man since 1977? Now the question is, if you are a man, have you had sex with another man even once since 1977? Comma, even once. And that's how I read it. Even once. And you know why they changed it? Because a lot of people would line up to donate and then they'd go, eh, even once, question mark? <laughs> what if it was just like one time, you know? Like I was trying to uh, put a Band-Aid on someone's taint, but it wasn't fucking... You know how it is. You try to put a, a band-aid on someone's taint and then you it's not sticking right. So you kind of like lick the bottom like an envelope to try to stick it in there. But you were very close and you like lick the balls. Does that count? Is that sex even once? You know? What if you lost like a... What if you lost a little baggie full of your... Uh, whiskey stones that you usually keep in your freezer and then you see the string coming out of your friend's ass what if you just burrow in there and try to pull out the bag from the string so you can have a nice glass of scotch at least you know they're going to be warm at that point so you do have to put them in the freezer again i can just see the line of people going like well <laughs> A chick with a dick, you know, I had that experience. Accidental tranny, does that count? I mean, if if she doesn't identify as a man anymore, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And so they finally changed the thing to even once. And in a couple of years, it's going to be underlined. And then in a couple of years after that, it's going to be bolded. And then hopefully a couple of years after that, they get rid of that fucking rule because it's antiquated and it's bullshit. I miss donating blood. Because I don't know another way that I feel comfortable being nice. You know? Even like, um, I mean, I'll throw change to someone when I come out of a store that's just at the store. That's it. I donate, I have some payroll deductions for different charities. But that's so anonymous. And I like to donate books. But none of them is as good. And like solid as donating blood or platelets. If you donate platelets at an accommodating general hospital, they will set you, like, they treat you like fucking royalty. I've done it, I think, twice. They put, it's the same as donating blood, only it takes longer. It's like two and a half hours because they pull the platelets out of your blood and then put your blood back in you. It's just a little bit platelet-less. Actually, it's extremely platelet-less. Because they take all of them out. All right, Mike. What's your point? Okay, let me tell you. They have little TVs that come down from the ceiling. And you can put in a DVD. Now, they have a selection there that's worse than for airplanes. God, could you imagine if they just had, like, 
All right, welcome to the hospital blood bank. We have uh, fucking Patch Adams. <laughs> we have Patch Adams, we have Awakenings, and we have One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, but if you bring your own DVDs, like, hey, I have season five of The Simpsons here. Can you start this? Just do, just do the first disc, because it starts with the fucking Barbershop Quartet. And uh, you go right through, like, Cape Fear, which is one of the best episodes of TV ever. And then Homer the Vigilante. It's filled with gold! Gold! Can't do that anymore. It's just two and a half hours of lazing around on your asses, what you would have been doing on Sunday. <coughs> you know? But instead, you're just wearing, like, a blue gown. And everyone around you seems to like you. <laughs> I don't really know what that's like, let me tell you. Uh, well done, Mike. Very nice. There's all kinds of other weird rules to it that I guess make sense, but I don't really know the story behind them. I just have to trust that they make sense. And have you ever uh, have you ever gotten a, 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 a tattoo? Um... Have you ever received the dengue virus from some asshole that lives in Albania? Uh, have you ever been fist-fucked by an Estonian choral composer? Oh yeah, that one time, you know. That one time, I just, I was at a party and uh, I, I got fingered by Arvo Piert. <laughs> I didn't know, I mean, he just hit his finger behind that fucking bushy beard. And uh, the rest is history. You know, I thought I could bury that, but now... Now it's on paper. Are you feeling healthy and well today? I've always wanted to say, like, well... No. But it's just... My blood is fine. It's just um, how it's circulating into my brain or not. You know? And it's surprising how many medications they will take that would, you know, I was just, are you okay with, well, Butrin, Effexor, Ambien, Trazodone. Yes, 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 and yes. Oh, well then, let's get to it. Okay, that's the end of this episode. Uh, congratulations to blah, blah, blah. I hope you guys liked the previous episode. It was a little heavy, I know, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed, uh, taping it i enjoyed listening back to it uh, i hope that it did the trick and i hope that this one was a little bit of a balance of relief after that kind of heavy bullshit so um thank you all a little word of self-promotion i am going to be playing a halloween themed show at the cantab lounge in cambridge massachusetts on october 30th if you guys have any suggestions for halloween covers I got uh, Psycho Killers on the docket. Um, the Zombie Boy by the Magnetic Fields. I'm just playing around with stuff. Billy Holiday's Ghost of Yesterday. The National has the uh, um, Anyone's Ghost. But then there's the song later on that album that's like, uh, I was afraid I'd eat your brains. I don't know, there's all kinds of stuff. 
Um, Werewolf by Fiona Apple. Vampire Blues by Neil Young. Um, Radiohead has a bunch. We Suck Young Blood. Uh, a Wolf at the Door. Body Snatchers. Or like Climbing Up the Walls. I would love to do Climbing Up the Walls. That fucking like end scream. I would love to just do that for a minute. With just the acoustic guitar. Anyway, uh, if you guys have some other thoughts, I'm looking for a more independent rock themed coverable on a classical guitar and or a steel acoustic guitar and or a strat. So let me know. The Who Even Care Show at gmail.com at Mike Yarsky. Let me know what's good, people. All right, I'll talk to you next week.